Who says you can't tell me what to do? Here we go to the Mac DevOps podcast. Introduction should take no longer than one to two minutes. Oh, I don't read that part. Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Anyway, welcome to the Mac DevOps Podcast. Today on our show, we are joined by Shana. Hello, it's me. JD. Hi, Matt. How's it going? <laughs> Good morning, we're in the script. <laughs> Today on our podcast, we are joined by Shauna, JD, and Maddox. How, how's everyone doing today? I can read good questions. <laughs> <laughs> everyone say hello. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Okay, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the new Matt 3.0 podcast in which we give Matt a script and he doesn't like having having boundaries. <laughs> uh, welcome back <laughs> to podcasting, Matt. It's no been rules. a while. It's been a yeah. while. No rules. Yeah. No rules, Whoa. but just guider, guidance. It's kind of like the guardrails. Guardrails on on uh, highways that you try to stay on. I think that's why I didn't get a driving license for like decades because the concept that a yellow line or a white line would keep cars apart just I was like I don't know man you were that kid that couldn't stay in inside the lines with the crayons huh I just didn't have any faith in the rest of humanity that they would stay on their <laughs> side of this imaginarily painted lines I was like there's no way that just the concept of a painted line is what's keeping people on different sides we so, yeah. we do put a lot of faith in in a little <laughs> piece of paint don't we so. Yeah, a few uh, a few cars that have run me over since have maybe proved my point. But yeah, most people stand to stay in their lane. Okay, how's everyone doing? <laughs> How are you doing, Shauna? It's been a while. I'm doing all right. You know, just trucking along. How you how you holding up over there? I, I I've gotten some into some adventures. Uh, I, I I know that you have too. I want to I want to hear about your adventures and uh, catch up. It's been this is a new year. This is a new season of the Mac DevOps podcast and. Our lives keep on rolling, right? So, new year, new us. New year, new us. <laughs> yeah, I started a new role. I work in cybersecurity now. I'm a cybersecurity analyst um, with my current company, the company I've been at for a while now. Um, and things are very different. Things are very different, <laughs> and that can be good and bad. You know, uh, making the transition from systems administration to Cybersecurity is it's it's so interesting because my way of thinking about issues is totally different now. Like before, it was like always, you know, respond, respond, fix, fix, you know. But now I kind of, you know, step. I have to step back and look at things more from like a policy perspective and trying to because this is the first um, cyber team we've had at our company. We're also like implementing all of these new tools and doing all of these things. And um, it's been it's been a real kind of a little bit of a struggle, honestly, trying to step back from my role in systems administration. because I have uh, I've been with the company for a while and I think everybody else that's in the current system team is still pretty new. Um, 
So I feel like they still need help. <laughs> and I don't want to be like, okay, I'm out. I can't help you. But, you know, at the same time. My- yeah, you just want to jump in, right? Yeah, yeah. I know that they there's information in things that, like, isn't translated. Right? Institutionalist just isn't there yet um, for my current team. So it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. That's the biggest. The biggest takeaway, though, is that understanding both sides. I think that there's this, like, weird kind of fight that happens between the sysadmins and the cybersecurity team because the cybersecurity team is like, okay, I don't care if it's convenient. Like, <laughs> I mean, I need this, you know, this certain control or I need something in place to protect the environment. And the sysadmins are like, okay, but that's, you know, that's more time consuming or that's, you know, it causes us problems because we have to do things this way or differently or whatever. But now, like, understanding both sides of the coin, um, makes it it gives me more like uh understanding toward like each side like okay there's this change we have to implement i know what that means for this team you know that's going to be like a significant change that they have to learn how to manage now so i don't know it's 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 a lot but um i'm i'm glad that i that i have the opportunity that my company invested in me and saw that that i would you know gave me the opportunity just in general so what uh, area of cybersecurity are you securing? I am an analyst, um, but I also, because we're still kind of ramping up and like, you know, our team is super new right now. We're not even staffed up. Like we're still hiring for another position. Oh, if you guys are looking for a cybersecurity engineer job, like, let me know. And I might be able to steer you in the right direction. But yeah, we're still kind of hiring for that. So I'm wearing a lot of hats. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, the director and I are both wearing a lot. So. so you got to duck a little when you go through the doorway. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but. Sounds like this uh, security thing is a growth industry. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's hot right now. Yeah, that's good. That's good and bad. You, yeah. you would think like backups would be a growth industry because <laughs> that would like protect you from all of this nonsense. And- Alas. Yeah. Not the focus. Not the Probably. focus. Backups. <laughs> we don't need that. It's in the I mean, cloud. Yeah. <laughs> the cloud's yeah. got us. The cloud never fails. It never has any hardware failures. No. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. Does. It does. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. We um, we experienced something. One of our uh, cloud uh, providers um, letting us know we had a hardware failure and we had to hurry up and spin up a new solution like to get certain things working and i'm like backups backups very very important backups backups we're covered but you're right that's like definitely something especially in the cloud era that people forget to take care of in that case restore restore is most important from Mm. the backup (laughs) yeah yeah um i think your uh training and uh, years in uh being a sysadmin or it person have probably helped you prepare for the way to being a security analyst and to think about all these big picture things. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially my experiences, like in the different types of IT that I feel like I've worked in. Like I'm not, I don't think that I wouldn't say that I'm equally dexterous in both Mac and PC because that's not true, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but I can, I can, I understand kind of how both systems work. And I understand how to manage both systems to a certain degree, which is something that I think 
gets kind of lost, I think, with cybersecurity professionals because I don't think a ton of them have actually system administration experience. They're all like focused on um, putting controls in, in place and, you know, the seam and doing, you know, monitoring tools. But like when it comes to the actual work of like implementing apps and implementing like different controls and things like that, I feel like I have a better understanding of that and how that would work. So while I, I'm not an engineer in any, in any way, shape or form, um, it kind of helps me kind of understand the thought process of an engineer. Um, cause right now, you know, I do some engineering, but like mostly centered around analyzing the data that we get. Um, and then, you know, um, making changes or suggestions based upon that data. Um, it seems to, to uh, follow the uh, sysadmin problem of uh, monitoring, reporting, and data and logs. But uh, uh, in security, there must be a lot of logs and a lot of data. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes the same logs and the same data that I was looking at as a sysadmin. There's this, like, you know, the two systems or the two types of IT, right? Security and sysadmin, they're not, like, mutually exclusive. Some of the systems that IT admins need to, like, monitor and take care of their network, I need them to do other things. Um, so uh, when, like, we're evaluating new tools and stuff, because remember, we're still, like, kind of gearing up our department, um, making decisions about what we'll purchase and why we'll purchase it in tandem with what the, the IT sysadmins need, um, it's, it's quite the conversation because they need this, that, and the third, and then we need this, that, and the third, and we need one system to do all of these things or, you know, two systems that do it, but... Um, don't kind of cross over. So it's interesting. That's all I can say. A lot of, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot of crossover. It's a lot of crossover. It's like, you can't really separate sysadmin and security these days. They're, they need each other. Like, you know, you're on the same team. You need, you need one, one hand to do the, you know, you got to use both hands to ride a bike. <laughs> so some some people don't i don't understand those people that don't hold on to the handlebars and just cruise around but <laughs> yeah and apple doesn't help us with these late, uh last minute late uh breaking security updates which are done at, you know uh, and of course you know with m1s uh and maybe even intel's with big sur it's been hit or miss on trying to get a software update trying to use tools to push software updates trying to enable software updates and <laughs> For those even who want to update, which hopefully is most everyone, it's been difficult <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I, I just want a firmware password on on my M1s. Can we do that? <laughs> I just want to be able. I just want the M1s to see the updates and be able to do them. Yeah. <laughs> push a nudge out to to update, and people are like, "I haven't seen that update. It doesn't doesn't offer that to me." What are we have supposed you, to do? Someone on Twitter said it was like Apple was running out of batteries or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've had a battery problem for for several decades at this point, so yeah, okay. I can see that. <laughs> uh, I've been working on a new M- M1 laptop, and uh, everything is definitely speedier, but some things are just sometimes strange with Rosetta or otherwise. But I was trying to do some notary notarization analysis and needed the command line tools uh, from Xcode to download, and they've tried to download 500 times. They just keep, keep saying, oh, yeah, we need to update this thing, and it tries doesn't doesn't do it. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm like, what are you supposed to do? So it's like... 
uh, yeah, software updates, this whole mechanism is a bit strange um, and changed. So you've hmm. dipped your toe into the M1 waters. What what brought this about, Matt? I, you know, like to have uh, one laptop per client, you know. Uh, I have like, uh, you know, a bunch of standing desks, which each with their own laptop per client. Uh, yeah, I, um, fancy cardboard standing desks. <laughs> a, fancy, a fancy cardboard. <laughs> yes, the standing desk is a $2 uh, piece of cardboard, but very, <laughs> very uh, eco-friendly. Um, I must be able to, uh, yes... Um, uh, compost my uh, working station. <laughs> uh, yeah, I picked up a new gig where I'm helping a software development company. Uh, they make software. And uh, after having worked directly with uh, editing clients and, and clients like that directly uh, building on-prem storage, now I'm suddenly staring at worldwide on-prem storage. Somebody's <laughs> cloud, many clouds, and staring clouds. at monitoring tools of monitoring tools of APIs, and and uh, yeah, yeah, everything I was doing, but a thousand times bigger. <laughs> my my brain has not grown a thousand times quite yet, but uh, uh, yeah, never enough hours in the day. But yeah, wow, yeah, that time thing. There's never enough of it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> the whole working with worldwide teams. You know, the your your very, 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 very early start of your day is the end, 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 end of their day, <laughs> you know, if you're lucky in the time zones. Uh, um, so. so we should just move to Hawaii so that, like, your time just doesn't sync up with any anyone or anything. And then we'd be in Hawaii, I guess. Yeah. Right. Are you, uh, I feel like you're, are you in Hawaii right now, JD? <laughs> 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 Did anybody get much of a summer? Did you guys get a summer? It was no, so it's still so 2020, hot. isn't it? It was so hot here in Vancouver. Literally, like <laughs> I tried to buy like a uh, air, uh, aircon system, like, and finally I got one, and now it's just rain. So it's like <laughs> I got a box sitting there with <laughs> for aircon, but yeah, it's uh, not going to be used for another year. So, well, at least you have it. Yeah, and we were dying. It was so hot this summer in Vancouver. It was just like between the forest fires and the smoke and the the heat waves. Yeah, the, we were, in, you know trying to like stay cool and it was very difficult but uh, yeah now it's the rain problem <laughs> global warming isn't real they said yeah it, yeah yeah i'm doing air quotes by the way it's not, it's not global warming it's actually climate change because yeah. we're having extremes on on both ends climate change i mean towns here literally burning on fire and disappearing off the map and uh glaciers and snow-capped mountains that don't have snow on them anymore and will not be you know you know so it's uh, yeah it's you know, this climate change thing it's it's affecting us all and we're all working remotely and working at home and uh, so there's a Perfect. whole new world <laughs> yeah i've got my uh, fiance works in the house with me and the baby's here it's a it's a full house Every day, it kind of feels like it's one day that just never ends. A little bit, like lately, I'm like, hmm, has it been more than one day? And then the weekend comes, and I'm like, oh, so I guess it's been a week. You know, yeah. so you wake up, it's like the Truman yeah. Show or something. A little bit. I, I think that's one of the <laughs> things with the work from home that some people missed, and and some people got, and those of us who have been doing that or working remotely for a long time already knew is that you have to have a good structure to your day. Um, you got to get up and, and have a routine. And if you don't, if you just kind of slide into things, it's going to, it's going to mess with you. And, and then you end up either working all the time or not working at all. I feel like I, 
I oscillate between the two. I clearly, I don't have a, a schedule or any type of structure in my day. Well, I do a little bit cause I, you know, I wake up and I play with the baby and then um, I eat breakfast and, but I don't like actively like attempt to get out of my house, which is what I, I, I should do. Yeah. yeah. I need to think about that more actively. Cause I'm like, what the hell? The days are just slipping by. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mostly stopped commuting to any but clients, but occasionally I will visit a client, but used to be a little in the old world, uh, you know, swimming or biking early in the morning. But since my appendix surgery, it's been like old man walks. I try and get outside, go for a walk, you know, just like at least uh, go around the block or somewhere, you know, and get some fresh air. And yeah, I need to do that. I took a walk today, though. I did nice. I took nice. a walk, but it was because I had to take the trash out, but I was on a call and as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a call with like my insurance company and like, you know, and I had to, um, I just decided I would walk to the farther trash can in my apartment nice. complex. Nice. I went, to nice. The, I went to the trash can away from my, like further from my house. So I will call that a five minute walk <laughs> instead of two. I, I, I still maintain an office that I have to, to commute to. So I, uh, still, yeah. still ride my bike to the office been able to maintain most of that uh through through the summer and nice so what is uh 2020 uh 2021 gonna do for us <laughs> like what year is it like, what yeah. year is it? <laughs> i was like i thought it was 2020 i thought it was 2020 what's my name again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who am i well uh, since we just had a conference in 2019 this must mean that we're planning for the 2020 conference right <laughs> right uh, is this the in person <laughs> or the, the the hybrid the hybrid conference 2022 i did put a hold on some actual in-person space so if everyone's good maybe we can meet in 2022 if not maybe 2025 <laughs> <laughs> please go get vaccinated otherwise yeah i'll prepare. meet again yeah i mean hope for the best prepare for the worst uh, i mean if we're all lucky maybe we can see each other in person in 2022 um but in the meantime yeah let's let's see each other virtually <laughs> online so you two have had some job changes uh, a lot of mac admins have been moving around uh, over the last uh, year really just this summer uh, um eric is no longer even a, a mac admin at this point uh, yeah and uh sir I mean, I think he moved into a security others. role. A lot right. of Mac admins either move into security or sort of more DevOps or more, you know, more cloud instead of just Mac deployment stuff. Uh, yeah. And Lucas, I know, moved to Fruitco. Uh, a lot of people are yeah. moving, you know? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a year of movement. I think, um, I think the emphasis on remote work is actually really healthy for society. And like people getting to know that like, yes, we can be productive or companies getting to know, yes, we can be productive and be remote. Yes, we can operate our business during a worldwide pandemic and possibly the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think the ones that are suffering here are the middle managers who, who mm -hmm. you know, really built their empire by having a whole bunch of employees in cubicles and, and being able to, to walk around with a cup of coffee and and check on people and and now they can't do that because they're they can check on their cats i you know i don't i feel yeah, like micromanagement still happens but like it's oh, remote sure. micromanagement you know like it's gotten scarier 
so many meetings. Yeah, there's there's tons of me. Yeah, the 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 death by meetings, or you know, or meetings will continue until uh, morale improves. However, you want to phrase that uh, can get a little overwhelming for sure, yeah. especially when a lot of this could literally be just a slack pain. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. having to commute, you know, means you can spend time with your babies, your children, your plants, gardens, but you still. Yeah, you have to remember to get outside, go for walks, get some exercise, take care of your mental health. I have to, I'm telling myself this. I have to check out of the slack, and I have to check out and you know relax. And yeah, I've been plugged into work and learning and reading and watching like technical videos or just learning everywhere and you know never checking out. And finally, like last night, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna watch this technical video. No, uh, maybe I should watch something on Disney or Ted Lasso, or I need something <laughs> just to like recharge my brain and go, go for a walk or, but yeah, it's like, we get so busy. <laughs> There's so much to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I need to winterize my plants. Speaking of, it's about time to put some stuff in the ground. If it needs to go in the ground, like I got this rose bush, but I think I can probably plant in the ground. Got some salvia I could probably put in the ground. The rest nice. of it, probably won't survive so i figure to do with it so on this season of of the mdo podcast uh is not just mac devops but also gardening gardening, gardening. We, we, <laughs> yeah. right we had so many tomatoes yeah with the heat like uh we like our garden did pretty good except for the raspberry started melting in the heat it was just so hot like, oh yeah like Whoa. but uh yeah so many tomatoes we brought in like we're gonna yeah we just like insane we just all we had to do is put up a couple structures like some some wires and stuff and then yeah all of a sudden oh the tomatoes are doing better they're not just lying on the ground like oh we're, we can do sad. this we can do this <laughs> tomatoes definitely like the heat yeah we had our, our blackberry bush was literally like petrified because they the blackberries ripened and then dried immediately mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the bush oh, no. uh, so yeah hot. But it was so nice in the mornings. I tried to get out, like especially as I was healing from my like appendix surgery, I'd go out in the garden and just watch bees. So if you've been on my Twitter feed, it's been mostly me taking pictures of bees. I'm like, the bees, they love the flowers. I love flowers. <laughs> it's been so, so nice to, to look at the plants. And yeah, we've been eating cucumbers and we grew some peppers and uh, uh, chipotle or I don't know, pep like chili peppers or whatever i don't know what these things my wife tells me all these things have names and i don't remember them but yeah she's been doing an awesome job like spending time in the garden because as more people have been at the house she's been like well i'll be in the garden you guys just be in the go, away. <laughs> go away go yeah. away everybody needs their space and uh, that's important uh yeah. you know i have yeah, to hide outside or like in the bathroom for hours <laughs> i'm in here <laughs> uh, you know even in growing like if you have like a balcony you can growing some herbs or just growing like i see people growing like tomatoes on their balconies people can grow anything and just a little bit of green you know yeah. Yeah, or or keep it simple with just like a little succulent it doesn't require a lot of water or care or anything and just happy yeah provide, provide some color especially as we get into the the gray of winter my neighbor has all these plants on his um, deck, and he was like, you can come over and just take whatever you want, because I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I take them inside every year, and they die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm going to have a lot of plants to take care of this winter, which is really cool, because I have like a whole kind of area dedicated to green stuff in my house. So that's good. And I, I grew tomatoes for the first time ever. And nice. you're right, Matt. Like, it was like laying over inside and like, 
not happy. <laughs> I was like, oh man, guess I made a plant. And then I put a structure around it and it just, it did its thing. It grew so many. I think we got like one plant gave us like 20 tomatoes. Wow. Nice. 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 Yeah, it gives us a way to talk to our neighbors sometimes too, because some of our neighbors really like growing stuff too, and so we've had to uh, brush up uh, on our uh, uh, words in Cantonese and talk to our Cantonese neighbors and go, "Hey, we want some of those green beans you have. They look really good." <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll we'll trade you with some of these tomatoes. <laughs> like it's just so awesome to see people growing stuff. Uh, I'm in awe. I'm growing green beans next year. It's a brilliant idea. Probably. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it's totally way, way bush, easier bush than raisins. Yeah, find, so. find the bush bean version, and yeah, it's spectacular. They're super easy, and they're bush beans. You say I'm googling this. Yeah, beans can grow either in a vine or as a bush, and the bush beans are the easiest. So um, yeah, okay. And this is your gardening tip here on the Mac DevOps yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and as uh, my my wife's uh, gr- grandma, she would always bring us bags of her green beans. And when she was growing up in China, she's like, they didn't have any meat. So all they had was green beans. Like that, that to her, that's like the the food that will keep you alive. <laughs> it's like, <green> <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, I've uh, I've been exploring some of the different uh, kimchi's and the oh. that they make of you know nice. different. You know, we think of kimchi and it's just like cabbage and carrots and and onion and and it's really spicy but they actually kimchi is just a, a way of preserving things and uh, mm. they kimchi all sorts of things radishes and beans and things like that so i'm we've we've been pickling basically or, or preserving a whole bunch of different things that wow. way so it's That's gonna have brilliant. to we have to put some recipes on the podcast. On the show podcast. notes. Yeah. <laughs> Here, so, what's, yeah. what's been your best experience so far with like kimchi? Like, which, what's your favorite combination? We did a mustard green. So it's kind of a Vietnamese uh, style of pickling, uh, but we basically fermented mustard greens. Uh, mm-hmm. Mustard greens are generally kind of peppery to begin with. And uh, once we, you know, I salted them and uh, and and weighed them down and let them sit for for about three days. They got even spicier. Like it pulled all of the the hot peppery notes uh, out to the surface, and they're super tangy and and spicy and delicious. So oh, I like throwing those on just a little bit of rice and it sounds eating, good. eating it up. So, but I didn't add spice to it. It was just the natural spice of of the mustard greens. Nice. So, but it's gonna be nice in the middle of the winter to be able to pull out some greens and. Get, yeah, get the greenage awesome. in. We're, we're uh, preserving uh, all our apples right now, uh, oh. dehydrating. Uh, oh, wow. When we when we first moved into this house, we had uh, our 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 first kid, and that was a that's all an epic lot of work having a kid. But then all of a sudden, all these apples fell to the ground, and I'm like, "What do I do with apples? I've never seen so many, and why are they on the ground? To do and <laughs> just you know?" Well, my first job was trying to keep my kid alive. You know, like I was like. Over the years, I was like, I need to figure out what to do with apples. I don't know what to do. I'm not a, you know, I'm a city person, not a farmer. I don't know. And over the years, you know, we figured finally got like an apple core. And then now my my youngest kid is old enough. She'll she'll grab the apple core and core the apples, and then 
uh, and basically it cores them and puts them in like little, like really thin strips. And then she can just put them in a dehydrator, which we bought. I feel like an adult and an old person. I've got a dehydrator and apple core. And so now all, all the apples come down, we put them in boxes and then we just like, she's like makes her own treats for school. And she basically, since school started, she's been making dried apple rings and takes them to school. And she, someone's like, well, why do you, why do you have those? Why don't you just go buy some? She's like, we have so many apples. We make our own treats. You know? it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's awesome. Like, you know, you know, you made this yourself and you dehydrated them and they're just sweet because they're real. You know? Yeah. No, no it sugar added. Better too. It's like, it's everything tastes better when you grow it yourself. When you like make it yourself, like it, yeah. something about making it yourself makes it taste way better. Yeah. The hardest part was just like trying to like not eat them all before you put them down to dehydrate. You're like, Oh, this is so juicy. This is so good. This apple. <laughs> that was a problem picking blackberries this year is, you know, one, one for me, one bucket, two for me, one for the bucket. Yeah. eventually yeah. we're just like actually yeah i'll just eat these right now <laughs> right. <laughs> i'll just eat the bucket how about that yeah the bucket's for me <laughs> yeah i feel no, like i, need to I feel get into that more growing actual it's like my first year growing like something other than strawberries like i grew i grew up growing strawberries i, I grew up in kansas so oddly no i did not grow any wheat or anything like that no, no, no massive fields of wheat. <laughs> no massive fields of wheat. Uh, corn, like all of the things that grow in Kansas, I didn't grow any of that. I grew strawberries and that was it. I think it was the only thing I grew growing up. My mom had this like massive garden, but full of flowers because she just loved flowers so much. But this year I was like, I'm going to grow like something I can eat. I, you know what? Actually inspired by Ashton when she was on the podcast talking about how she liked to remember she's talking about how she liked to grow like fruits and vegetables because you can eat them and i was like mm-hmm. i only grow flowers and i was like you know what i'm gonna take you up on that so i grew tomatoes and yeah. now i'm like oh i'm growing i'm growing bush beans next year like it's, i'm yeah. growing cucumbers I mean, <laughs> we we went from growing only flowers nelly loved growing like all these flowers and having all these like awesome different flowers and then i was like hey maybe we should grow some stuff we can eat. And then slowly she's like, well, I don't know anything about that. And then learning slowly. And then now it's like, which flowers go with which vegetables? Because then the bees, they like the flowers and they pollinate. And so it's just having the mix. But I feel like, I think we need to get Nelly maybe and maybe Ashton definitely has to come back and we can do a gardening. We'll do a full gardening show here on on the Mac DevOps podcast. We do have some other things uh, in the works uh, lined up for future podcasts, and we're going to bring some more people back to, to interview uh, as well. So it won't be all gardening, but this has <laughs> been your your foray into to gardening. We're pivoting to a survivalist podcast. To survive the pandemic, I mean, we need a garden. Apple, you know, the Apple stand, what do you call it? The Apple store? Or the Apple oh, store. the Fruit Co. Fruit Co. Fruit Co. This is on, this is, we're on topic right now. We are on topic. Yeah, well, apples. Yeah, on topic. Matt, Matt does have apples <laughs> over there. So uh, if you can make your way to to Vancouver, you can you can get all the apples. So dehydrated. We're the Fruit Co. Pod Co. Don't be shocked when you like see me climbing in your tree, grabbing apples. <laughs> I, I don't think you have to climb. I think they're on the ground. Well, really they're still. We, I didn't want to it's trim the tree. 
I, I felt like it was violence to the tree to trim it. So I didn't trim it for a while, but now I realized that you have to trim these trees. And so it's, it's easier, but still there's like apples everywhere. And I'm like, I don't want to die <laughs> getting apples, but <laughs> we need strong young people. It's more dramatic if I'm like climbing in a tree. <laughs> I, I want you here next fall helping me with these apples. <laughs> One of these days, we'll all be in person again in the same place, hopefully. But in the meantime, join us weekly for our podcast and our amazing, <laughs> soon-to-be-announced book club. I don't know. What are we doing, JD? You'll find out maybe in the next episode, <laughs> as soon as we figure it out. Awesome. That's how this works. If we're in for the last minute, nothing will get done around here. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Shauna. <laughs> of course. Thanks, the Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast is looking for sponsors. Support and encourage developers in IT to work together to solve problems for our community by sponsoring Mac DevOps. If you're interested in sponsoring the Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast, send an email to hello at mdoyvr.com. Thank you to our awesome Mac DevOps sponsors. For the 2021 Mac DevOps conference, we would like to thank Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. We're also grateful for Mac Stadium's sponsorship of our hack night. Thank you, Max Stadium. Visit them at maxstadium.com. Our gold sponsor is Flow Swiss AG with their Mac Bare Metal instance. Thank you, Flow Swiss AG. Visit them at flow.swiss/mac-bare-metal. Thank you to our silver sponsor, Simple MDM. Visit them at simplemdm.com. Thank you to our bronze sponsor, Teradici. Visit them at teradici.com. Our live feed is sponsored by Fleet DM. Visit them at fleetdm.com. And this year, our MDM panel is sponsored by Adagy. Visit them at adagy.com. Please take a moment to visit all of our sponsors. We could not hold Mac DevOps YVR without the support of our sponsors. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by J.D. Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. Yeah, in retrospect, I know everything. It's all clear.